Hello, and welcome uh, to episode 111 of the Bookworse Pod. I'm Kristen. I'm here with Miranda and Chris, and we are going to be doing our wrap-up of Thrawn Treason by Timothy Zahn. Um, what are you drinking, Miranda? I have an open San Pellegrino, lemon-flavored. Um, I also have this cold snack, but I don't know if I'm going to open it (laughs) because I'm very tired and I have to shower and move laundry after we record, but I would like to be in bed. Yes. Um, what are you drinking, Chris? Uh, I am drinking rye. It is, it's definitely a whiskey day. Um, also it's just fucking cold here, so. Whiskey yeah. warms you up, warms warms up your bones. That's you, gonna happen. You live in the cold. Yeah. Well, you know what? I still don't have to like it. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm drinking. I think I've had it on the pod before, but Colorado's Distillery 291, uh, Colorado Rye Whiskey. Uh, it's very good. It's quite spicy, but not overpoweringly so, mm. and not that sweet, which I like in a whiskey. As again, I feel like our entire pod knows slash has heard and not listened to uh the many (laughs) details of my whiskey tastes by now yes you've often said the phrase cloyingly sweet (laughs) yeah it's it's, i'm not a fan i know he hates hates it when it's cloyingly sweet i don't i cannot even identify sweetness in rye so that's where i'm at um cool i'm drinking a cucumber sour from ten barrel um which i think i've had on the pod before but not in a while it's more of a summer beer but miranda bought some and i really didn't want a montaki (laughs) and that was all that was in there (laughs) we have a fridge full of fucking beer because we had people over uh over the weekend and then like we brought a shit we bought a shit ton of beer and then they brought some but it's fucking too cold to drink beer ah does such a thing exist we just had a bunch of people here and they drank all the beer (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) to be fair they also bought all the beer correct so it's fine um no, we have like secret ciders hiding in the door and like my oh, friend yeah oh. and my friend for some reason bought like some stouts yeah those are a no and we're like nobody's gonna drink these i know did they even have any yeah oh maybe a couple over the course <laughs> of the weekend roll tide um yeah this has been a week so i'm very low energy slash grumpy so sorry in advance for that low energy i know kiki i know jeb bush pod run for president Uh, yes it's amazing how it's been like a solid four years and that is just still the only thing (laughs) i ever think about yep when 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 low energy comes up low or if i'm ever playing quiplash because it's always jeb with the exclamation point is always Jab, the Jab. <laughs> um okay cool let's talk about the chiss and the blue boys we love blue boys they're blue boys and girls i would assume and probably blue gender queer people 
just as well. Yay. We support. Seems, li- seems likely. We support all yeah. blue folks here at Bookworms Pod. Yes. We I do feel like support the Chiss would the be blue. much better about that than we are. Oh, yeah. They'd well, be like, oh, this is a blue person. They'd be like, cool. We still hate Thrawn, most of all. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Um, the first thing on here is what do we know about the culture? They're and blue and they hate Thrawn. <laughs> correct. That's, that's um, basically it. What is the crisis, Chris, that you put on here? So, or what do we think it is? So we know from uh, I made this outline, so I'm I'm a little nervous. This is just going to be like Chris explains it all pod, but oh, well, it's, it's okay. fine. Sometimes we want that. We added okay, some stuff because after this, we're done with Thrawn and Kate's back for real. Mm-hmm. Um, um. Oh, so we know from Thrawn talking at the end of the first book and at the end of Thrawn alliances that like all is not well in the ascendancy because that's why he sends eli back and at the end of alliances he it is alluded to that there are some chiss aiding the grisk conquest no bueno and so wait how do we know that do you just know that because your ship escapes from the uh battle with the grisks near batu oh did i know that if you read the the book the grisks were the one on batu it's yes. been a while since yeah, we read Yeah, it's been a long been while. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> I barely remember what happened in this book. Same. To be fair, it's been a while since we read this one, too. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Listen, there was a lot of Star Wars happening like, and also a lot of holidays. Let's read a book and then podcast yeah, about and, and it Yeah, and oddly enough, the later. holidays were the more enjoyable parts of that. Yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, what? Correct. Um, okay. So, uh, But yeah, so we know... I just don't remember them making a big some... deal out of it. I guess. So, remember when like Thrawn did his extra ass like, like hail on all channels. Like this is Grand Admiral Mithron Yorodo, and I'm a fuck you up. Like you know. Yes. Like so, then as they destroyed the Grisk warship, they saw a Chiss ship jumping to hyperspace. Oh. And oh. That, that was at the end of Alliances. Yes, this was at the end of Thrawn Alliances. Okay. Did we even talk about that point? Of course we probably did. Probably. I don't no. think so. I don't remember it, but it's we fine. I'm have. an idiot. <laughs> but anyway, so it's happening. And basically Thrawn was like, it's been a while since I left home. But when I left, there were a lot of like, kind of like equivalent of political differences, like mm. arguing like factions and apparently, it does not seem like that has gotten better based on kind of how nervous Arlani seems. And how much she hates Thrawn. And how much she hates Thrawn. <laughs> that would explain a lot of, like, their interactions in this, I think. Yeah. If I had known that, which I definitely did not, like, <laughs> I think I would have approached um, that in a different way. Like, we read that book, Miranda, right? Yeah. <laughs> we were there? Okay, yeah. cool. I, mean, I wasn't on the pod yet, but cool. I read it. Uh, yeah, you're you're good at reading. Um, Because, like, I mean, you know, when, when you see them meet in this, like, she's just kind of wary of him because everybody hates Thrawn and he works for the Empire. But now it's like, who does he really work for? Other than the Empire. <laughs> I was going to say, we do know that he works for the Empire. <laughs> that one is true. I read it in a book. I read it in a book that he works for the Empire. 
Um, True. He he does do that. Well, and he got he got thrown out of the the Chiss ascendancy, right? Wasn't that like like a fake thrown out? I don't fucking know. So that know. you could go learn about. I gotta that. go yeah, like so read a, yeah, Thrawn's fake, Wikipedia page. Yeah. Oh yeah. We thrown out. We did. So okay. We a, did learn like, that in the last book. Okay. Yeah, cool. Like dropped off on that random planet so that okay. he could then learn about the Empire. But we also know from Arlani being mad at him that he was not necessarily supposed to stay this long. <laughs> True. And like we also don't know how many of the Chiss know that it was like a fake thing and that he didn't actually do anything wrong. Yeah, exactly. So it's mm. we know that not all is well, and we also know that Arlani thinks that he should be back home. Got it. And that he could do some good back home. Sure. And instead he just sends Eli. <laughs> Which and like Ronan. we stand. Oh god. <laughs> Ronan's one the of big those, problem. One of those is definitely better to send than the other. <laughs> yes. It's true. Okay, cool. Um, um, so what else do we know? Uh, the crisis could also be tied to the Empire. I wrote that as a side note. Yeah, so I, I guess that's the other question. Is it an internal crisis? Is it just the Grisks? Are they worried about Palpatine and the Empire? Like, we don't really know what spurred this conflict yeah. yeah i mean maybe not because like the the chiss are fucking badass but palpatine's definitely trying to like encroach on stuff and push the boundaries of the empire you know we see in the rise of skywalker is the name of that movie that i saw twice. it is a movie twice 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 um like he goes to the Sith planet that's kind of, you know, beyond what we know of in the galaxy. And I think it would not be a big jump to think that he might be just trying to fuck some shit up in the unknown regions and, like, mm-hmm. do weird Palpatine shit. Mm-hmm. He loves doing weird Palpatine shit. And the chess are like, we don't fucking want this. We don't want to do weird Palpatine shit. Please go away. Go back to your Snoke dolls. <laughs> Go back to your Snoke dolls. Um, How old do we think the fucking slippery Snokes are? Do we think they've been marinating for like decades? Yeah, is it like a Baby Yoda situation? I don't know. Who's to say? Anyway. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, that really ran out of steam. Yeah, great. <laughs> um we are great tonight we're doing <laughs> fantastic we're doing situation normal thanks content. for asking um cool who uh, wrote so oligarchical oligarchical is it oligarchical, oligarchical? okay i said it right yeah can, sorry I like did. an oligarchy i know i know what an oligarchy is thank you i just it sounded wrong yeah and we don't the only really really the only reason we know this is because in like the beginning of the thrawn book Ron mentions that the ruling council of, or I don't know, remember, remember exactly what he calls it, but something like that are the ones who vote to like fake exile him. Sure. So but- it's interesting. I don't know. It's it's like an, it's an interesting like setup that we haven't seen. Cause obviously we have the empire and we have the Republic and mm-hmm. an oligarchy kind of represents a different society and a whole new set of challenges. 
Right. Do we have anything else to suggest that it might be an oligarchy, though? Not inherently, I don't think. I know that, like, there's some awkward tension between a couple of the officers on Arlani's ship. And that's because their families don't like each other. So, like, that could be Mm. at play there. But that also could just be rich people, you know? It'd be like that sometimes. Yes. Um, Listen, sometimes it had big Mandalore on your lawn. It had big Mandalore energy of like families that don't like each other. Yeah, it did that. That it did. Cool. Um, Man, can you imagine Death Watch and the Chiss meeting? Because the Chiss are supposed to be these like famous, like fabled warriors, right? I feel like they would like look at Death Watch and be like, "This is cute. This is is a cute little game you're playing." (laughs) Um. Why do we think Thrawn is the smartest Chiss? Just because we don't think he would have gotten sent otherwise if he wasn't? Or like he's the smartest in this way? I'm thinking just because the way Eli describes Arlani and the way Arlani talks Mm. about him. Like where Eli's like, Arlani's like really smart and like really competent, but like she's not Thrawn. Mm. I mean, Eli also kind of idolizes Thrawn sometimes, I think. That's true. So it's... Um, I do also think that, like, I don't know if he comes across as, like, a know-it-all to the rest of the chess, but everybody seems to just be always annoyed with him. Yeah. I mean, like, he probably does because he fucking is. And yeah. he can't, that's his entire personality is being a know-it-all. I yeah, mean, he doesn't that- really turn it off. Ever. That may be more on the side of he's not necessarily well-liked over like the smartest but if he's not the smartest he's probably the loudest about his intelligence but i don't think that's really true because that's not thrawn based on what we've seen in his characterization um so yes he's a smart boy yeah i feel like he's like i feel like he doesn't flaunt it but i also feel like he's the person who like will go on like a four-hour lecture about like the merits of getting tacos versus pizza and you're just like jesus christ thrawn it was lunchtime four hours ago yeah we already ate yeah and you're like just you order popeye's delivery and just kind yeah. of munching mm-hmm. on your, your fried chicken yes and biscuits oh. correct like spends the entire super bowl party just like predicting play calls <laughs> yeah and i'm just in the corner eating the buffalo chicken dip yep so true uh cool yeah he's really smart but it's annoying that's relatable um (laughs) but yeah so it's just it's interesting to think about their culture because we learned so much more we you know we didn't learn a ton but we learned so much more from this book just by meeting arlani and the crew of the steadfast because we know now that they're not all like thrawn essentially Mm -hmm. and that was kind of a question before like like we Is know everybody this smart? Yeah. Yeah. And we know from Eli, like I said, that they're like fabled warriors. But what does that mean in the age of like you know, galactic uh conquest and shit? And big guns. Really big guns. And, and big ships. guns. Big guns. And seven turbo lasers <laughs> for some reason. Um turning cool. the tide of war. <laughs> yes. Um, so let's talk about weird force shit, question mark. (laughs) 
is it weird for shit? Weird second sight and, shit. Yeah, second and third sight. Um, we know it's potentially related to the force because in the last book we saw Vader doing the like light speed jumping, essentially. Yeah, I think the way Thrawn and Vader described it was that it is the force and it just manifests differently in the chiss. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like it does manifest differently, but kind of on my um, first impression, that is a word to put together. Um, like when when he first starts talking about third sight, like I was like, oh, that's probably the one that's like actually the force. And like they do all this weird shit with it and it's really rare and it's like, you know, the force is rare, even though there's lots of Jedi. The galaxy is very big. There were lots of Jedi. Rip in peace. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, the thoughts and memories thing is weird. Also, sorry if you can hear the puppy barking. He's in his crate, which he does not like when he knows we're here. <laughs> um, he, so... I'm like, I wish I could like talk to Yoda about this because I feel like he like knows stuff and he'd be like, oh yes, this like transfer of thoughts and memories is absolutely like something that some of the old Jedis did at one point. And I'm like, okay, that's absolutely not surprising, but also now I want to hear everything about it and whether or not the Jedis did it at some point. Yeah. It's super interesting because like, what we know about the second and third sight is that they, the Chiss use it in ways that the Jedi don't. Well, yeah. that, that's like navigation and... That's because the Jedi are like, we have superpowers. Look at that laser sword. Look at us do cool shit. Yeah, and it's... And kidnap children. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, speaking of kidnapping children, that's another thing about the second sight and the third sight, you essentially become like property of the ascendancy Mm -hmm. if you have the second sight. Yeah. And it's really interesting that like second sight goes away. Like you can have it as a child and you're flying ships with your navigational skills. And then like someday it's just kind of gone and you can't do that anymore. And but, like, it's a very rare thing, like, an incredibly rare thing, but it does happen for them to keep it. Like, Vanya's still got some kind of sight, and everybody's really confused and, like, trying to low-key hide it. Is that... Yeah, it's down? very... It's interesting because, yeah, like you said, like, one day they're just in the middle of a jump and they realize whoops i can't do this anymore and then they crash into a star um you hate to see it you, you know you really do but yeah it's it's seat for you know something that does you know appear to be the force and vader recognizes the force like it seems real different yeah and so that you know leads us to wonder like is that some sort of biological chiss thing? Which would be like a little weird and scientific and close to midichlorians. 
I mean, I guess my follow-up... Yay, metachlorians. Did, like, follow does just up- biology, like, kill metachlorians in your blood? Like, as you grow older? <laughs> oh like, God. what is, Who what is the going fuck on? Knows? Well, I feel like I almost want to see uh, more, like, species in the known galaxy um, kind of deal with their Force abilities without the influence of the Jedi. Because, like, you know, you can do some stuff and, like, move shit with your mind and the little boy gets the broom and all of that. But, you know, from very early age, the Jedi are like, this is how you use it. Here are some things that can happen. And I think we've seen that, like, some weird shit goes down with some folks. And it's like, does everybody have access to this kind of ability? Or is it, like, because you're a human or, like, a Twi'lek or, like, a Wookiee or something, you know? It's like, does, if it manifests itself differently uh, in the chest, does it manifest itself differently in other folks that we've seen before? Yeah, and I'll even take that a step further. Are the Jedi, like, forcing their doctrine? They're, like, human-centric. I assume humans started it because it's Obviously. Star Wars. But maybe, yeah. you know, maybe it was a completely different species. It was but Yoda. For, like, Yoda started the Jedi. Yoda started the Force. Um, <laughs> hey, it could have been on the little Yodels. Um, but yeah, like, is it this, like, Jedi human-centric, this is the way we use the Force and no other way is acceptable? Like, is it mm-hmm. this, like, dogmatic thing? Because we've seen that, obviously. Like, we see ray in rise of skywalker she learns to do different things because she goes straight to the original texts not you know what obi-wan and anakin learned from the jedi temple like there are there are different curricula so to speak yeah what does the jedi temple even know (laughs) how to Um, catch on fire oh my god (laughs) how to have really bad security uh but like i i do think that there's something there chris like they have a monopoly on teaching the Force, except for one person who is a Sith and trains an apprentice. Like, I mean, the, the Night Sisters and um, Maul and Savage Boys, um, like, they do some kind of, like, darker, weird Force shit, but, like, mm-hmm. they don't they don't utilize it like the Jedi do. Um and I don't know much about like the four sensitivities on the on Dathomir, um, but like it's really easy to think that there's only one way the force can be manipulated when we've only seen, um, you know, the Jedi and the Sith manipulate it. And like, didn't the Sith evolve out of the Jedi? Or are they like different? I don't think we know in canon i think the implication is yes okay but it's still like the jedi started and the sith were an offshoot like it's still very much kind of like operating in the same theory of how to use the force and how to make it benefit you i mean i think like at its core probably but then also how to cheat death and other shit (laughs) Yeah, and then obviously, like, you have the Jedi and the and the Sith and the obsession with light versus dark, whereas the Chiss are like, all right, what side of the Force gets me from A to B? 
<laughs> Which like, side of the, the force Maps, can be my GPS? <laughs> this is why we love the chess. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like, I just want to be good at directions. Yeah. Basically, though. So it's interesting because we do have this... Like, obviously, it's still the force... But it's really one of the best examples that we have, other than the Night Sisters, which are another great example, of the Force is a lot bigger than the Jedi. Like it's like you know, like Luke Shh, says don't tell in, them that. Know, They'll right? get so mad. What Jedi can you even tell? <laughs> wah, wah. So uh, true. But it's like it's like Luke says in Last Jedi, like to say that if the Jedi die, the light dies is vanity because it's so much bigger than the Jedi. And I feel like that's something that kind of gets lost with, you know, within much of the Skywalker saga that like this, this obsession with balance and this obsession with the Jedi winning, like there's plenty of places in the galaxy that have no Jedi and plenty of places in the universe that have no Jedi. And so I kind of knowing that the force manifests itself in different ways, like makes me want to know what these other areas of the galaxy, how does the force work within them? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Cause the force is everywhere. Blah, blah, blah. And like in the known galaxy that we've seen, um, like it's treated as a religion, right? Like they're warrior monks and, yeah. uh, you know, you have people like the, the guardians of the wills, uh, like, kind of keeping watch over this old temple that's just long out of operation sure and rogue one and all of that so it's like and um what is the bitch's name in the star wars a uh, new hope he's like <laughs> You're... Okay, we're narrowing it down. <laughs> yeah, that's more <laughs> helpful than Star Wars. He's like, oh, this you, bitch. You Star love Wars, this ancient religion. Tarkin? Oh. No, it's no, it was, oh, it's um, it's Moti. It's Moti. Yeah, that guy. And he's like, why do you love this old religion? And then, like, he gets force choked. Um, yeah, and then and that's why. Yeah, there, there's a point to that. It's like how they approach the force, like it's seen as kind of you know the what we would consider to be like godlike capabilities and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, that's that's how they interpret it, and like maybe there's a galaxy where they view it differently. Yeah, it seems like the Jedi, particularly the Sith, but also the Jedi, are all about using the force. Like, the Sith are about manipulating it, and the Jedi are about, like, what? using it. And the Chiss kind of just seem, like, to exist with it. Yeah. I mean, they use it, though. It would be unfair to say that they didn't use it. They use it, but, like, they more, like, they use it like we use street signs. You know what I mean? <laughs> I get. No, I mean, it's more than that. Like, they don't have... The technology, they have different technology, right? Like, I think it's more than, like, it's, we don't make street signs, we don't take street signs from their parents and make them be our street signs. <laughs> Listen, follow my metaphor. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's, it, it definitely makes me want to know more. 
and want to know, like, I doubt Star. Well, who knows? Maybe it will, but I don't know if Star Wars is ever going to take us like super out of this galaxy. Um, I hope it does. I would love to see it. Same, but yeah. like outside of the Jedi Sith conflict. Um, but it is it it does feel like it's a whole new conception, not just of like how to use the Force, but how they even see the Force as existing. Mm-hmm. And that leads to the question, like, again, like, there's this vanity around the Jedi uh, that Luke calls out in Last Jedi, even though he's depressed and very down about it, like, that, oh, we need the Jedi. Like, the galaxy needs the Jedi because the light is better. And it doesn't feel like that is a major concern for the Chiss. And so it's interesting just to see how that plays out. Mm. Mm-hmm. Fair. That is fair. Um, okay. What do we want to see from the, is this the next book in the Thrawn series? Or is it a separate book about Thrawn? It is a separate Thrawn series. Great. Isn't it another trilogy? But more yeah, about it's the a chess. new trilogy. Ooh. I'm glad that I don't listen to things. I was going to say, Kristen, I'm glad that you are up on all the book news. Listen, <laughs> some people don't know, and I ask questions and keep myself in the dark for their benefit. Mm-hmm. 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 Very so, intentional. So kind. <sighs> you are, thoughtful. You are the 99%, Kristen. I am. Some people try to stay off of star wars twitter i mean that's just a correct so and those people are me um those people are generally happier yes i it is a very hellacious place and i do not recommend doing anything on star wars picture uh star wars twitter except for looking at pictures of the fresh babies very true very true (laughs) and the pets those are the good things on my fresh babies i can only assume you mean baby yoda Yes, just Baby Yoda. <laughs> Only Baby Yoda. Um, yes. Cool. Uh, so what are so we So Kristen want? is somebody who just found out about the <laughs> new Thrawn trilogy that is set uh, like kind yeah. of what Clone do we know Wars era-ish, based, but oh. when Thrawn is young, pre him coming to the Empire. What would oh. you like to know from this new trilogy? Um, not more Eli, which is what I wrote in the outline um because that would be confusing um (laughs) i want to know more about third and second sight that's for fucking sure and i want to know wait how young was thrawn (laughs) wait what's thrawn's age during this new trilogy i don't know if they've told us for sure i think they have alluded to the fact that it's like kind of near the early timeline in Thrawn Alliances, so he would be like I don't know, late 20s, early 30s-ish. Oh, okay. Cool. Basically um, when he's hot Thrawn. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. He's not a child. Got it. I would love to see some flashbacks to when he was the child and see how much everyone hated him then. The child. The child. The child. I don't know. What do you guys want to see? I want to see just like a general look at just society. And like how they function, what their worlds are, and all of that. Yeah, I'm excited to see some world building in Star Wars that has nothing to do with the Republic and the Empire. What a concept. 
big if true dad they're still gonna fit the empire into it somehow or something stupid that we already know about that we didn't ask for i mean we know that the the fucking uh navigators are called skywalkers which is hilarious something stupid that we didn't ask for in my star wars (laughs) um cool what do you want to see miranda besides just general knowledge that's it okay that's good she's so tired she's falling asleep as we're recording this nice it's 9 p.m um yeah other than world building i want to see like what else is going on in their section of the galaxy like how big is the ascendancy and like how isolated are they actually because it seems like they're very isolated because nobody in the empire seems to know they exist outside of like wild space where they're like fairy tales but like did did they used to be bigger did they have dealings with the jedi and the sith back in the old days like Mm. did they like we were talking about in our wrap-up of in our or rather in our analysis of rise of skywalker like did they know where exegol was or malachor like did they help the sith find these places like these places and all or, or ilum for that matter that's also on the edge of the unknown regions yes so it's it's interesting like i want to know even though i just said i want world building that's completely independent of the republic i want to know how it fits in if at all how do they not know about it yeah and if they don't that's fine but like yeah like tell exactly how do they not know about it like why were they so isolated because they clearly can get places and have chosen not to so it's like interesting i basically just like want to know their motivations yeah um by the way, Chris mentioned our analysis of The Rise of Skywalker. That can be found where podcasts are found. That is our bonus episode 23 is our analysis. And then our reactions are the two previous episodes. Um, and if you want happy, happy, yay, yay, Star Wars, don't listen to 21 and 22. But 23 yeah. is pretty safe. Um, in case you missed that somehow, we put out hours and hours of the rise of skywalker content <laughs> onto the feed um right anyway uh what else arlani oh is yeah the so next like, person on the outline oh i want to see her and baby throne yeah mm. do, 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 do. like baby throne <laughs> just like in a you know baby Looney Tunes kind of situation, like see them somehow. <laughs> Tiny Tunes, each- Miranda. Tiny Tunes. Whatever. <laughs> God. Miranda. Stop watching CNN when you're supposed to be watching cartoons. <laughs> um, but like I want to see more about like her history and maybe get some new characters, which will happen because that's what happens in books. Big if true. <laughs> yeah, I also wanted to see her younger because it. I got the vibe that she was a navigator when she was younger from yeah. this book. It's a it's a good guess. Yeah. Because she's and... like the naming convention. She doesn't have a family name, a family component to her name, Eli notes. And neither do the navigators, which like every other chest does. So that feels very odd. And she's the captain of a ship. And the, the chists are very smart about who they put places so yeah and she's super protective of the navigators which like yeah they're important resources but like even on like a personal level she feels extremely connected to the navigators yeah agreed and so Mm -hmm. i hope we get to see you know if it is that 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 like clone wars era timeline then we probably won't get 
baby Aralani, but maybe we'll get like tail end of her mm. second side disappearing. Yes. That would Depending be on, you know, when it lit. disappears. I know Vanya is like, I want to say she's like equivalent of like early 20s ish. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. some didn't age they say she's like 22 or something. Yeah. Some age where it's not creepy that Eli like definitely wants to bone her. Yes. Because <laughs> Eli is also similarly aged or something. Um, yes. Allegedly. Um, had with this trilogy in mind, um, does this change how we see the end of Rebels and Thrawn's disappearance? I don't know. I don't. Chris, give the people a little uh, overview of what happened at the end of Rebels, so that if they didn't see it, Miranda. Yeah, it's been a minute. Oh Jesus, Miranda. Miranda still hasn't finished Watch Rebels. Rebels. It's on Disney Plus. I know. Yep. I, I restarted it recently. She restarted oh, cool. so it recently. In four more years, you're going to restart which it. Which means great. she's never going to finish it. I am going to finish it. I just, it's been a while since I first watched it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think I'm going to rewatch, especially if the rumored Ahsoka Sabine's most excellent adventure ah, is true. Ah, um, give but, it to me. So, what happens at the end of Rebels, if for, for those who care about spoilers, uh, mute it for the next 30 seconds. What happens at the end of Rebels is basically Ezra, like, fucking with his fucking animal senses, gets the Pergil to come to Lothal, destroy Thrawn's fleet, and then Ezra and Thrawn are pulled out into the unknown regions by these, like, hyperspace traveling Pergil. So they're lost in space. His spidey senses took some there. Space whales! Space whales! Um... But yeah, like, I don't know. It's interesting. I don't know if it changes how I see it. It definitely does feel like Thrawn knew going into this book. And this is one of our listener questions, actually. It kind of feels like he knew that the TIE Defenders weren't going to work out. Like, he was going to lose the funding. Probably didn't expect Price to blow them all up. Because that's that's a particular kind of fucking idiot. It's a particular kind of stupid. But That's her specialty, though. It is. But it it does, and it's Thrawn, and he always has a contingency. And so you wonder, obviously, I don't think he expected to be pulled into the unknown regions by space whales, but it does <laughs> How make do you, you wonder, know? You don't know what he, gonna... he expected. Right? But, like, now that he is away from the Empire, we know, or we think we know, that he doesn't make it back to the Empire. Like, there's no indication that he makes it back to the Empire after Rebels. Yeah, is that because he just tried and they couldn't find their way out? Is it because he chose not to and he was like, "Well, this is a convenient little opportunity since the emperor is already suspicious of my motivations to just kind of fake my own death and nope out of this situation." <laughs> the space whales killed him, and he yep. goes back to the ascendancy. Yeah, exactly. So it it changes how I see it in. We know now where he might have gone, like where his first choice might have been to go. If that makes sense. Back home. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think Run so. Home. Cool. Um, Chris, speaking of listener questions, go ahead yeah, and do questions. that. We had a couple people ask questions this you week. You fuckers didn't ask anything on Twitter. And then I, I know, yelled rude. at you and you still didn't ask anything. <laughs> and it's very rude. 
Maybe they're busy. I don't care if they're busy. We're all busy, but you still have to ask stupid questions to our podcast. (laughs) That's what makes it fun. Is it? Is it though? No, it's not fun. Um, (laughs) It's actual hell, and I don't know how we have listeners. Andrew from the Tashi Patreon Slack. Into the microphone. Yep, I realized Uh as I said that. I know, thank you. Andrew from the Tashi Patreon Slack (laughs) asks, what would Ronan's job be for the Chiss Ascendancy? Uh... (laughs) fucking idiot yeah what's the um i feel like they he would get there and they'd be like no he's too incapable of doing anything (laughs) i don't know what to do with him yeah right like what does he do what is his job for the empire unclear um i feel like they would like make him do something that makes him feel self-important but actually is nothing i don't know i think that they would like looking at how they treat Thrawn and Thrawn has like actual skills. I think like they're gonna want him to be miserable because he's so insufferable. Yeah, it. I just I'm just not I'm just not sure what his like, you know, how there's those people at your work, you, you the royal you not specifically Kristen or Miranda. Yes. But you work. know, how there's those people at your work where you're just like, I legitimately don't know what you do all day. <laughs> <laughs> yes like ronan is one of those like he's like a professional lackey yes yeah well he professionally uh sucks, sucks. correct thank you <laughs> i was going to say something vulgar but then i stopped myself i'm proud of you thank you Good job. but yeah so i don't know what his job would be i don't think it would be important like i keep thinking of things that i want to say to like make him sound stupid and then i'm like I don't want to say that a stupid person's doing that. That's an insult to the people who right. do that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, maybe they would, like, make him be lookout. <laughs> like, you can stand over there and look for stuff. <laughs> for real. Make sure nothing's coming over here. I feel like they would just kind of assign him to, like, different ships. And the people in charge of him on the ships would just, like give him stuff to drive him crazy try like, to shoot him out of the laser cannons like looking for a specific thing that doesn't exist like they'd send him um you have to go to this part of the ship and retrieve this specific thing and it's not there yeah maybe like construction logistics like eli is their mm. like patterns guy but like maybe they're gonna like make ronin manage pro like be their project manager oh, like no. i don't really know what a terrible project manager that's a no for I like, me. Even Arlani is like this. Like, it, like when Eli came, she's like, "Okay, let's see if Thrawn was right that you're going to be helpful." When he when he like assigns Ronan to the steadfast, she's just like, "What the fuck am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> what am I supposed to do with that? That one is annoying." Yes, gestures vaguely in di- Ronan's direction. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I agree. Um, yes, and. Andrew asked a question that we already answered, which was, did Thrawn suspect he was going to lose the Defender Project all along? Maybe not all along. But yes. But. I don't know if suspected, but I think he saw it as a very real possibility. Yeah. And I think Chris was correct in saying that, like, he planned for every contingency. Yeah. He's very thorough. Yeah. Um, This was a good one from... Ryan in the Tashi Station Patreon Slack um, and a little inside baseball uh, 
Tom asked this, uh, Darth at Darth and Turnus asked, uh, this apparently to the author, Tim Zahn, while, <laughs> while they were writing, while, while Tim was writing it, um, what was up with those fucking antennas? It seemed like an overly complicated plot device. I still can't picture how they work. And the text seemed too antiquated for a Star Wars. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like that whole section when they were talking about the fucking antennas, like I couldn't picture it. And I was so confused the whole time. I had no idea what was happening until they just blew everything up. And I was like, great problem solved. Oh, I really liked it because it was like, it was like real world physics. It was like, oh, like, uh, whatever it's called, um, not circular momentum, but rotational momentum and all of this yeah. stuff. Um, I liked it. I thought it was, like, cute w- and good for people like me. Oh, I would have enjoyed it more, but I was reading it at a bar. <laughs> oh, fair. <laughs> so, like, I was distracted. This is, this is, yes, okay. I mean, I can yeah. see where Ryan is coming from, and I can see why Tom would ask him that question. But I think there have been other, like, dumber like more stupid plot devices <laughs> in star wars i can't think of any right now but i'm like the antennas I mean, I were fine they didn't I, I can think of several in just right the most recent movie <laughs> oh yes um, um but yeah it's it's very it does the tech does seem too antiquated yeah but um but it, you know it's a star war well and it's like unknown regions stuff so like it's all different than what we're used to listen if an entire fleet is reliant on a single navigation (laughs) tower who's to say that That they didn't even end up blowing up so when the ship blew up it could have just switched to the other one but who who says that who's who's thought of that um just i can barely read and just thought of that like during the movie (laughs) while i was watching it um anyway but yeah i i actually liked it so i will and I didn't think like it took too long to explain like some stuff can. So whatever. Fuck me, right? <laughs> it gave it gave a good opportunity to show Pharaoh's powers of observations and yeah. skills yes. as well. And like her logical insights as well, independent of Thrawn. Yeah. Agree. Yes. Um okay. You yeah, fuckers didn't send me anything on Twitter, so you get an episode that's sh- shorter than our usual 17 like hours. <laughs> yeah, that'll show you. <laughs> that'll show you. It is absolutely a reward, and they love it when we actually stay on topic and talk about Star Wars. <laughs> um, yep. All right. Well, don't you... worry. Kate's back next week. So Yay. That okay. won't happen again. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of the Book Wars Pod. Next week, we're going to be doing another bonus episode. It is bonus season. We're going to be talking about season one of The Mandalorian, our reactions, what we want to see next season, where Fist of the Universe, all that good junk. Um, our next book, which is still a couple weeks away, um, but if you want to start getting it, it's going to be Myths and Fables by George Mann. Uh, and we're going to be just reading that and talking about where, again, these myths kind of fit into what we know about the facts of the galaxy. Is that a middle grade one? It is a middle grade one. Okay. Yes. We're doing a middle grade one because we wanted to do something nice and fun after we shit on Rise of Skywalker for several hours. Yeah. And before we talk about Black Spire for, and shit on that. Yep. Um, anyway, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at BookWarsPod. Email us, BookWarsPod at gmail.com. And please rate, review, and subscribe to both us and the Tashi Station Radio Mega Feed. It is the best way for people to discover the show and hopefully, you know, 
find this new aspect of the Star Wars universe to enjoy. Yay. One with uh, queer people. Yes, exactly. Uh, in the meantime, if you have the means, please give to the Tashi Station Radio Patreon. Helps us cover our hosting and production costs. Also, please give us coffee at ko-fi.com slash bookwarspod. Uh, when you do, we will post pictures of the children of the pod on our Instagram. So really, don't miss out. Our theme song is Whiz Bang by Poddington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joby Terror Design. For Kristen and Miranda, I'm Chris. Thank you for listening to episode 111 of the Book Wars Pod. And we'll talk to you next week.